Are you tired of spending countless hours in the kitchen every week trying to figure out what to make and constantly overspending on takeout? My guide, Well Prepped, is here to revolutionize your mealtime routine by offering you the perfect solution. Prep once, cook twice, and enjoy delicious, macro-friendly meals all week long. The food struggle is real. You want to eat well-balanced meals that taste good. You want to make most of your meals at home, but don't want to be a slave to your kitchen. You know you should be eating more protein, but don't know how in the world to get it in. You're overwhelmed with just choosing a recipe you have saved, so you end up getting takeout again. Insert well-prepped, a guide I created to take the guesswork out of efficiently making delicious, macro-friendly meals. This guide provides you with eight weeks of recipes. Each week, you'll prep once for 30 minutes, cook twice, and then enjoy eating all week. That's right. The two recipes will make you a total of six meals. I even made Instacart links for all the weekly groceries you'll need so you don't even need to think about grocery shopping. I'm all about saving time, money, and mental energy when it comes to feeding my family healthy meals, and now I get to share that with you. Grab your copy of Well Prepped at aishazaza.com. And from my kitchen to yours, cheers to eating well and being well prepped. Welcome to the Mindset Mile podcast, the show that'll leave you empowered to take action towards becoming the turned up version of your already awesome self. I'm your host, Aisha Zaza, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's go. Hello, fam, and welcome back. This is the 50th episode of the Mindset Mile podcast. This little milestone kind of crept up on me. The last few episodes, I really haven't been keeping track of what number they were. And I knew we were getting close to 50, but I just had my head down every week thinking about what I can share that will best serve you. And here we are, episode 50. I heard a statistic that most podcasts never make it past seven episodes, whether that's because they don't have enough content or it was too much work or whatever the reason is. So I'm feeling pretty proud of how far we've both come in our Mindset Mile journeys. I hope that this podcast continues to serve you big. I want to dive in today and talk about self-sabotage, because I think this is something we all do to some degree. And for many people, it prevents them from making any progress with change they want to make in their lives. Self-sabotage could quite easily be the most annoying thing ever because most of the time we are aware that we're doing it. So there are two layers of hurt that we're causing to ourselves. The first, not following through with something we know we need to be doing or we said that we were going to do. And then the second is knowing that we are not doing whatever the thing is. And the three most frequent areas I see people do this in their lives are with diet, exercise, and relationships. We've all proclaimed at least once in our life that the new diet starts Monday. Am I right? And then classic case scenario happens where maybe you start out strong for a day or two, and then something comes up that derails you. Maybe someone brought donuts into the office, or you didn't have time to prep the night before. So by the time lunch rolls around the next day, you're starving, and you opt for something quick and unhealthy. How many times thereafter does that one slip up cause us to throw in the towel all together? After that happens, you get into this mindset that since you slipped up, you've already negated the small effort that you started with and you might as well eat whatever else you want the rest of the day. 
which often leads to letting yourself off the hook more than just the rest of that day. Or the person that self-sabotages relationships. Things can be going well for so long before they start causing problems where there might not be one. And then that opens a can of worms for other problems that perpetuate and ultimately end the relationship. And this pattern repeats itself in some way, shape, or form in the next and the next and the next relationship. One of the biggest reasons people stay in this self-sabotaging loop is because we think the solution to fixing it is to try harder. Like, okay, next week, I'm just going to be more disciplined and I'm going to try harder to not grab chips when I get hungry. Or next time, I'm going to try harder to not become jealous. Listen, if trying harder worked, then I think a lot of people would eventually get to their desired outcomes. I do think that accountability can play a large role in your success with anything, whether that's hiring a nutrition coach or a fitness trainer or a business coach. But ultimately, the deeper reason why we self-sabotage has to do with our beliefs around what we were doing. And in order to change our actions, we must change our beliefs. So for the person who self-destructs in relationships, their deep down belief for themselves might be that they don't deserve to be happy or to be treated well based on an experience they had growing up or in a previous relationship or because they've been betrayed and hurt deeply, that because of that, they have this belief that nobody can have 100% of their trust. And for the person who struggles with making a lifestyle change with their fitness or nutrition, the underlying belief might be that because they've tried every diet under the sun and nothing ever works, that nothing will ever work. They might feel incapable of following through because they've let themselves down so many times before. And with that kind of belief, no matter how much of a pep talk you give yourself before the next Monday rolls around, your subconscious has a lot of power and it's going to make sure to remind you every time you waver in your commitment that you are incapable. Or maybe growing up you were criticized for your weight or how you looked and even though food may have been the cause for some of that, it also feels like the solution. The emotional ties to food run deep. And I'm no therapist, but I've had my own experiences turning to food to make me feel better about a situation that had absolutely nothing to do with how hungry I was. For many, food is a comfort to pain that is likely rooted in a negative belief about one's self that has been on repeat for years. And here's an ugly truth about some of these negative thoughts. They are addictive. Feeling crappy is addictive. Complaining is addictive. Even hurt can be addicting. Just like feeling great is addictive. So the work that needs to be done is not to strengthen your willpower. It's going to require you to go deeper and take an inventory of your own self-limiting beliefs. A good place to start is approach your bad feelings with curiosity. Journaling usually helps with this because instead of feeling bad in your head, where things are likely being exaggerated and assumed and just going around and around in circles, writing can help you see what is going on in black and white. And when we read back our thoughts and feelings, it can lead us to connecting dots to why we feel a certain way about something. Ask yourself why something made you upset. And then when you answer that question, ask why again, and keep doing that until you get to the root of the issue. So for example, you might have had some feelings about someone not inviting you to something that all your other coworkers or friends got invited to. So we'll start with, why are you having feelings about it? 
Well, because I feel left out. Why does that make you feel left out? Because if they liked me, they would have invited me. Why does it matter if they like you or not? Because if they don't like me, that must mean there's something wrong with me. Why would something be wrong with you because one person doesn't like you? Well, because I feel validated when I have someone else's approval. Well, why do you need someone who clearly isn't your friend's approval? Well, because growing up, I was taught to be liked meant that you're a good person. So the problem is, you're letting someone else's approval of you determine your worth as a person. And on the surface, you had bad feelings about it because you weren't invited to the barbecue. Do you see how that can work? I know that may not have been the best example, but you get my point. And if you keep asking yourself why, you'll begin to get closer to where the real change needs to be made. The truth is not that your worth is determined by who likes you. That's just the story you know that's been on repeat. But you can rewrite that story at any time and affirm the truth, which is that you are worthy as is. So I hope the next time you start to feel yourself being self-destructive with negative thoughts, that you can become aware enough to at least start asking yourself why, and therefore get to the root of the problem. Start changing that script and therefore change the outcomes of the scenarios your old self continuously destructed. That's all I've got for you today, my friends. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode to get your Mondays started out right. And if I can ask you a huge favor that would help the show big time, please take a moment after this episode is over to give the Mindset Mile a rating and review. I appreciate the five seconds that that would take. Thank you so much. I will see you next week. And until then, make it a great day.